Welcome to Conspiracy What? Cam's not starting this one, I am. And I'm also here. Yeah. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm Jackie. That's Cam. <laughs> cool. So today we're talking about um, probably one of the most iconic deaths in recent history. Mm -hmm. The death, or shall we say murder, of Princess Diana. I think we shall. We shall. Yeah. Shall we? This conspiracy really just goes so many different ways. So the official story <laughs> is that Princess Diana was killed in a car crash in France. Um, this was on Cam's fourth birthday. Relevance. Mm -hmm. I think so, which is August 31st. Where were you? Yeah. Hard to remember. I don't think I said the year. This was 1997. So this we've just aged Cam. Exactly. Anyway, so for those who don't know, <laughs> Princess Diana is the... Uh, I mean, essentially, she kind of just became a baby mama for William and Harry. It's what? kind of what she was. She was way more than that. She was way more than that, but not to the royal family in a lot of ways. I see. From the royal family per perspective, I feel like, yeah, she was... The only connection that they had to her was the kids. Yeah. Because her kid was going to become... King, she King was kind of just there. Also still has it. Yeah. She was like there <laughs> just to have kids and keep a status quo is kind of what she was used for. Oh, yeah. So those who don't know that, I mean, she's even said before that uh, Camilla, which is uh, Prince Charles' Prince Charles's current wife, she, oh, got married? she saw that. Camilla around the mansions that the royal family owned consistently before they ever got married, before she and, before Diana and Charles oh, got yeah. married. So like they had an affair way before they even got married. Again, he never really liked her. Is kind of the gist that you're saying. You get. Charles never Charles liked never liked Diana. Diana. Yeah, it at least from her perspective, that's the story you get. If you ask the royal family, the day she died, he broke down in tears like no one's ever seen him do in public before. Sure, he did. Not in tears of joy. Whatever. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, Diana died. Uh, she was in a car with two other people. Was it two or three other people? She was in three. car three. Okay, so but it was three people. Two other people died. Right. So one survived, which was her bodyguard, right? Yeah. Okay. But her driver and her lover died. Right. Horrible, yeah. painful deaths. Well, it might have been quick. Could be. Could, quick. Probably quick. Honestly. I mean, by the time people arrived, they were dead. So. Horrible and fast deaths. Definitely yes. horrible. Uh, anyway, they slammed into a pole at about 70 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone, roughly is what really? that was I, estimated. I got like 58 to 60. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that's estimated because as well, nobody was we know, their speed. right, and there were only so many witnesses, like quote unquote witnesses to this. Can't they so. like figure it out by how hard they hit something? Yeah, if you do a real investigation, which I guess is what this which whole thing's took about. A long time. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Like the car, I don't really know if you could tell that car was just crumpled. It was fucked. It was <laughs> destroyed. Like the whole front seat collapsed, is like thin as can be. I'm surprised there were even people in that front seat with how collapsed it was. Yeah, I looked at pictures yeah. specifically of Makes like all complete of it. sense how the driver died. Oh yeah. I don't know why, but the whole time I was picturing a limo. See, never so was I, but it, it, it's just a short limo, really. A car. A car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what? It's a black car. Look at that, anyone who's never been in a limo. It's just, really always just in a short limo. <laughs> this is a short limo. I drive a short limo. 
Yeah. You drive a mini limo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so this all happened, and you would think, you know, she is the baby mama to the royal bloodline. This would be a huge investigation, and if you don't know anything about it, that's not what happened. They did technically, the French did an investigation. This has happened in Paris, France. The French. The French did an investigation, but we're going to talk about it more. They kind of did one. Kind of, kind of. I feel like they did one more than the UK. Oh, yeah, because the UK didn't actually investigate it until 2006. There was a 2006 inquest that looked into her death, which then the UK looked over it in what was a long, long, multi-month debate and fiasco. Inquiry, if you will. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's almost nine years after, no, more than nine years after her death. Did they actually properly investigate it? Which I feel like is really disrespectful. Yeah, and also just really weird for someone who was once married to people in the royal family. It just is very odd. It's like what people have brought up is that the average British person could die in France. And typically, they are usually curious why. So it's it's weird for someone (laughs) to be so important and to not be... I don't know, not be and looked Diana into. Diana was one of the most well-known people in the world at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like, everybody knew who Princess Diana was. Did they just think, did they just say, like, oh, it's just a car crash, so, like, we're not going to investigate it? Because, like, I feel like there was already suspicious circumstances around her death, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see anything that was, like, why it took them that long. I mean, I saw reasons why, but I don't know what they said. It seemed like, it seemed like... The royal family was satisfied with the answer, which means they probably just didn't really care. They just wanted a quick funeral because they actually took Diana's body from France before they even had done a full investigation for the French had. So because her body was out of France, I think, within three days, which is fast. That's for anyone who knows anything about how criminal investigations go. That's fast. Usually you don't even close off a crime scene that quickly. Either they just like were okay not having investigated or they were involved and they didn't want it to be investigated which is what this whole thing is about except for uh so the actual technically like the the official story is that the driver who was also the head of security at the hotel diana and uh Dodie. dodie had been staying at which is that hotel is also owned by dodie's father it's the ritz yeah which, which was owned by Dodie's father at the time. Uh, so the official report says that that head of security slash driver was highly intoxicated, had also taken antidepressants, and they also claimed one of the reasons why he died was uh, high levels of carbon monoxide in his system. I saw that. Which is really, really weird because he technically, after the car crash, wouldn't have been in the car long enough or breathing yeah, for exactly. it to get into his lungs and bloodstream. Oh my god, it's like Jimi Hendrix all over again. Yeah, yeah I know. It's a, it's a really, really weird thing. But that was something the French specifically noted was the high levels of carbon monoxide oxide and that had, it had been higher before that so once it was like at 40 percent which he would have not been able to do anything at 40 percent carbon that's a lot yeah this guy's like a terminator ball yeah in his system. he was a robot this whole time that's i don't why. know if he would have been able to drive at 70 miles per hour with all of that in his system yeah that's kind of very very fast no, I, I really feel like he wouldn't have so i don't really i didn't really understand that so i didn't yeah. get too far deep deep into that rabbit hole because that didn't make any sense to me yeah. So I also just want to say, like, I'm pretty sure none of us are the type of people who are royal family followers. Do you follow the royal family? 
Um, I've watched a lot of The Crown, and I think it's like interesting history because it puts a lot of things in context. Because obviously, UK is such a colonizing force that like if you understand um, more about no <laughs> no way <laughs> this is news to me. Um, they're, they're just like so prevalent in, in history, like world history, that knowing about the royal family can help you understand what influence some of the colonization and um so it can be interesting i think so i kind of care I mean, about the history part of it but not really like the tabloids is more yeah, what the i was tabloids, thinking like yeah. i don't follow like which, the whole that like, kind of falls the princes and their party lives yeah. or whatever like i don't care which is where this conspiracy kind of lies a little like more oh, tabloid yeah. stuff because i feel like the media also probably just as most conspiracies had its part in making it mm-hmm. outrageous so and yeah. also the entire royal family are lizards Mm-hmm. If we haven't iterated that enough in previous episodes. For sure. Anyway, let's get They're into <laughs> some of the, the backstory and like some leading up reasons as to why people think that she was murdered and it wasn't just an accident. Um, so I don't know if we mentioned enough, but uh, Prince Charles was a dirty cheater and he only got married to continue this royal bud- bloodline and actually neither of them liked each other. It was... Prince Charles's father that pushed them both into it just to Prince make Philip a few babies. Would yeah. Be his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was like super she was struggling a lot. Like she had like an eating disorder and like she had some suicide attempts and the affair really got to her and so I feel like she just wanted out from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, she also described their relationship as just very odd in general, beyond, like, him being abusive, which has been confirmed, and all of that kind of stuff. He, like, she described specifically, she said their sex life was very odd, because he (laughs) would just show up every couple of weeks, and they'd have sex, and that was it. That's how she described it. Hmm, very odd yeah Why and then he would she honestly. that's what she was kids, kind of probably, that's kind of I what guess. she got to but that's the thing is he needed a bloodline because it's a little too scandalous for him to get married then divorced then go have kids with someone else why is that more scandalous it's just it's one of those things that where you just look bad as being a catholic royal family it seems so. like it would be worse if you had kids and then divorced but i do want to say about like backstory is um, in the, I think, 30s or 40s, uh, Prince Edward, who became king, so he was King Edward, he had to step down from being king because he married a divorced woman, and there was, like, a whole controversy mm. and because of, like, the church. And I'm just wondering, like, did they relax their rules at that point? Because it had been, you know, probably, like, 50 years later. I mean, the royal family has always kind of fought the whole Catholic church church on, like, divorce and stuff like that because there's literally a whole entire version of Christianity that was created or Catholicism that was created just so one of the kings could get divorced because the Mm -hmm. Pope said no. So he was just going to be married until either the Pope died or he did. So he chose instead to create his own religion. So that has definitely been kind of one of their histories. Uh, I do want to say one thing I did find out, or that one thing I read in a couple places, and it sounded true enough, is uh, Diana and Prince Charles were actually very distantly related, which I thought was very interesting. It seems like they usually are in the royal family, though. (laughs) Yeah, so 
she so her parents weren't anything like super special they were barons rich socialites whatever they weren't actually owners of like anything important so her but father they inherited was, important things well <laughs> eventually but she i can't remember which king it was one of the many but it's like 16 generations down the line they were actually related oh. they were cousins from like 16 generations down the line oh yeah which is quite a while away, yeah, but it I is mean, interesting. Yeah, I mean, definitely people have done worse. Like, <laughs> I doubt they knew, because that's one of those things you're uh-huh. not going to know off the top of your head. But, yeah. Yeah, your 16th generation cousins. <laughs> Are we 16th time removed cousins from our family tree? Yeah, 16 is, is a lot. I feel like people in Iceland, it's like, after five, it's fine. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're all related. Just dropping shade on Iceland out of no, nowhere. No, Iceland literally has an app that will tell you if you're related to one another because it's so small. There's only like about, there, I think there's less than 350,000 people living there. So like dating is very hard because like you really could be related. So they have an app for that. Oh God. That would be really annoying. Like, is this person attractive? Yeah. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not related yep they are <laughs> anyway with this whole shitty relationship it kind of led them to be separated in 92 i want to say so then after this um Doty, Doty. showed up with a guy named Doty, who is also uh the son of a billionaire so mm-hmm. he's rich and he was the the one that was also murdered in the crash yeah so she hooked up with a lot of people Yes, but this is the most current one. Including a tennis coach that in a different conspiracy may or may not look exactly like Harry and is probably most definitely (laughs) Harry's Harry's father. Oh, sorry. What? (laughs) Yeah, she had an affair with her tennis coach and uh, her son looks exactly like him. Yeah, so Diana pushed things further because she didn't like being the royal family's little bitch. So she pushed back on a lot of things. Royal family has a lot of weird rules. A lot of weird rules. Like, one of my favorite rules that Diana didn't follow is uh, you are not supposed to go to bed before the queen does. And once the queen goes to bed, you also go to bed. So, in other words, you go to bed when the queen does. That's it. But Diana was known to not follow that rule. She would either go to bed early or she would just not listen when the queen was going to bed. Which would be kind of annoying if, like, your 80-year-old like mother-in-law was going to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon and everyone else like well that's the day (laughs) yeah she uh actually cooperated with somebody and wrote a book about all the shit that she went through um his name was andrew morton she she used to record her thoughts Mm -hmm. so it's not just that she used to write them out like there's actual like audio of it which some of which have been released to the public others have not Oh, and, and other royalty rules. Apparently, she used to eat in the kitchen and would make coffee for her private chef. Yeah. Both of which I are love very frowned upon, apparently. The royal family is not supposed to eat with or very really commune with the staff at all. Even someone as high as, like, the private chef for the royal family. They're not really supposed to talk to those kind of people. They're too low. Wow. Too below this Kardashian royal family that doesn't actually do anything. I like how you use Kardashian to describe a family that has been around, like, centuries longer (laughs) than the Kardashians. I've just been describing them as the Kardashians but paid their taxes. Ah, yes. Because that's essentially what they've kind of become. I think you mean that the Kardashians are... The royal family. That's I don't want to say America's anything royal close family. to that. For, 
them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so allegedly, she was going to marry this uh, Doty guy, and was threatening to move the kids out of the country, which is a huge no-no also for the royal family because then how will we train the boys to be white? And misogynistic <laughs> and condescending to everybody around them. And another thing to be said is that she, before she met Dodie, she uh, was she was dating this guy for two years who was a surgeon mm-hmm. from Pakistan, and she allegedly was going to marry him. But then some for some reason the relationship ended, and she was only dating Dodie for about seven weeks before they died. It was not long, yeah. No, it wasn't long at all. So I kind of feel like that pokes a hole in the whole, like, marriage of Dodie thing. And there was other things that I found that didn't corroborate with that story. But uh, I think it's interesting to know that she has been, like, toying with marriage with a few people, allegedly. 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 So another thing that was causing a lot of problems with her is once she was divorced, she started doing a lot of charity work, right? So she was basically being a strong, independent woman, and the royal family was like, uh, no. It was more, it's less about charity work. They do that consistently. Yeah, like, no, That's what the royal wives are for. But there was like, work. there were political ties with Right, this. they were political. That was and the issue. And it was against the royal family political. Yes. It's often what <laughs> she was doing. So. Oh, I see. So this whole thing is she was joining the campaign against landmines. So there was this United Nations mine ban treaty that they were trying to push through in, uh, 97 and she like totally attached herself to it she did this landmine walk in january of 1997 where she went out and basically did a publicity stunt you Mm -hmm. know to get people to get on board with it and it worked and the uk wasn't for it so they were all like what the fuck you're a loose cannon actually they did call her a loose cannon about it how are we supposed to invade other countries like every other landmass on the planet if we can't use landmines yeah. yeah, they were going to make landmines a war crime. That mm-hmm. was the idea. It was a prohibition on the use, stockpiling, production, and transfer of landmines. Hmm. I feel like this is kind of tying her into how she was like the people's princess. Yeah. You know, it's like she didn't really care what the royal family thought or of her. She just wanted to do what she felt was right, and she wanted to like find love and like be happy. And I feel like... You know, a normal person. Like, yeah, like a normal <laughs> person, but like she was just in the limelight for all of it. And so people really related to her, which is why I think her murder became like such a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, she was extremely popular. Yeah. I and mean, this is someone who was a socialite and not just the UK, but kind of all over the world. And that's why they're so mad at her for doing this, because she was going to get this treaty passed just right. by being involved. <laughs> well, yeah. And even like she supposedly had a very, very good relationship with Prince Philip originally, where he actually took her side on a lot of stuff, even when the divorce happened and wasn't necessarily on his own son's side. But that apparently fell apart once she started to really dig into, like, doing the volunteer work for the politics that went against them. Yeah, probably when she started making his life harder, too. (laughs) I read that what most people think with their relationship is that he underestimated her and just saw her as a woman and a very misogynistic view of her. And then once she started to actually affect things, he saw her as a problem. Mm. So he wasn't willing to be as nice anymore. Don't know if that's true or not, but that's what it sounds like. I can see it. I think that yeah. kind of lines up from what I've seen about like him with the queen is that he really underestimated his own wife and was really butthurt when he felt like kind of emasculated by her power. So, yeah. Yeah. So the the weird thing with this, the reason why I'm bringing up the, the mind ban is 
that she was advocating for this to go through in, in, the 90, in 1997, right? But uh, she was killed two weeks before the hearing where they were going to pass it. Mm. And so then because she was dead and she wasn't there, the actual hearing got next to no media coverage. Interesting. On the bright side, I'm pretty sure it was passed anyway, but still. Do you think that was like a big enough deal for like to be murdered over? I mean, some things say it was. We watched mm-hmm. a documentary that was like, that's why she was murdered. Yeah, they said yeah. that with everything. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, one time she got a gumball and didn't pay for it. That's why she was murdered. Literally anything they could find <laughs> to attach to her. Huh. Yeah, I mean, like, landmines, I mean, it seemed like it was kind of a big deal, but it doesn't seem like it would be worthy of, like, killing her. Yeah, I think it's just really bad timing. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like to me. I guess it says that she actually thought she was going to be murdered. Yeah, she said multiple times that she's pretty sure that people were trying to come at her, basically. Oh, wait, the butler. Yeah, the letter to the butler. That's where it says that. Oh, right, right, right. So there's this letter that she supposedly gave to her butler. I have, it's not the whole thing, but here's a quote from it that actually talks about her thinking that she's going to die. Um, So she said, I'm sitting here at my desk today in October, longing for someone to hug me and encourage me to keep strong and hold my head high. This particular phase of my life is the most dangerous. Planning an accident in my car, brake failure, and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for Charles to marry. So Um, the letter said X is planning. That was the original letter. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah. So she didn't Mm -hmm. name anyone in particular, which is kind of odd. But it's, it's also worth a mention that the butler is not very reliable. He claims that he's the only man that she ever trusted, but no one else can confirm that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which sounds suspicious. Sounds like he um, hopes he's the only man that yeah. she trusted. And I think someone close to her, like her sister or, or her, I don't know, her mom or something like that, said something about how she thought the butler was just using uh, Diana for her fame yeah the butler's not the only one who said that she had worries about being killed he's just one of the only ones that had a physical anything yeah the letter was kind of a piece the letter was real the letter is physical but it doesn't (laughs) mean it's it's one of those things where i don't know if i really believe that the letter itself is like real or if like it's forged that's what but i I think that she was legitimately worried about being murdered yeah and that's where that's like there's, There's truth there. Things of her talking about being worried about, you know, mm-hmm. how how the royal family how the royal family is like being her. affected by but what like, she's doing. But yeah. like planning an accident that just seems so specific that that's the part I'm really skeptical about. Like she could have definitely been like, I'm worried for my safety. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I mean that makes sense why she was worried about her safety in that instance. But like to actually be like an accident in my car, that's so specific. Well, then that's that's where conspiracy theorists are like, look, she knew. Yeah. But I feel like they did that with, like, or, like, Jimmy said that same thing. You know, we talked about that last time where he was like, I I fear that my time is coming to an end soon. And you're like, did he really say that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I guess she had recently had a lot of problems with her car, and her bodyguard died in a car crash also. And there was, like, this whole thing about... A different bodyguard. A different bodyguard. The one before the bodyguard that survived later. (laughs) But there was, like, a whole thing about how... I guess that was seen as something intentional. But it never really Mm -hmm. went anywhere. I didn't really delve too far into that. Do you know the name of the bodyguard? Because later I saw that there was potential that the bodyguard... One of the bodyguards, either the one that was in her with... Or was in the car with her when she died... 
or a different bodyguard that I mentioned were actually working with like MI6. I think it was the one that was in the car with her when she died is the one that was supposedly working with MI6 because he lived. But there was also another one. Yes, I think this is the bodyguard that she had an affair with. Because oh. basically she fucked everybody. But um, Including, wait, oh, okay, so the bodyguard that died, she had an affair yes. with. But it's not the one, but he didn't have any relation to MI6, they don't think? I don't think so, but I mean. But pos- anything's possible in this. Yeah. It's hard to say with <laughs> MI6 as well. So, I mean, after she got in the crash, she was still alive and conscious, um, and they couldn't save her. Yeah. But there's some conspiracy around that. Yeah, so there's a really weird thing with her death uh, that I found. So this is via the Daily Mail and also I think the Independent. This is where I saw this. One of the one of Britain's forensic pathologists, Dr. Richard Shepard, said that he believed Diana died of a tiny, badly placed tear in the vein of her lung. He is quoted as saying, her specific injury is so rare that in my entire career, I don't believe I've seen another. Mm. So the way she died is just so specific. It's just extreme bad luck is what it sounds like. Well, and so on top of that extreme bad luck, one of the things is apparently Diana was well known for being like a seatbelt narc. Like she was huge on seatbelts. Had she worn a seatbelt in this crash, she would have lived. Mm-hmm. But one thing that the investigation did show was that her seatbelt was not working. So the reason why she didn't have a seatbelt on is because it was broken, mm-hmm. which is a very specific thing to not have working. Yeah. That's a very, I, very I think I saw odd where nobody thing. Nobody had seatbelts on. Like yeah. in the back seat. Yeah, but that's not, that's not as weird. Everyone else is different. It's just Diana was well known for the fact that she wore a seatbelt every time she got mm-hmm. in the car, but this time is a time she wouldn't have been able to wear one. Yeah, so she, she physically she was- couldn't she was suspicious about her car in general or like being you know not safe i feel like she would totally been like i'm wearing my seatbelt mm-hmm. yeah someone was after you and your car was like acting up wouldn't you totally wear a seatbelt i absolutely would wear a seatbelt every single time i'd take the bus <laughs> yeah, i can also call. see but and the thing is too is people are like well why did she get like why did they drive off if she couldn't get the seatbelt to work like that sounds like she just wasn't being careful but the paparazzi was out for the them. paparazzi was chasing them they down so once you're in the car and once you're driving you kind of don't have a choice you're just in the car and well, driving also, at that point they're being aggressive they got away by using a decoy car also so they were mm-hmm. on a very short amount of and time by going leave. fast they had to so, speed away yeah. which could explain the speed later on yeah Mm-hmm. Because they were trying to escape the paparazzi, which I read a, this one thing on a website. It was like 10 things you didn't know about Princess Diana. And like five of them were things you know about Princess Diana. It was, it was <laughs> as, like she's rich. But one of them was she was followed by the paparazzi all the time. No. No way. Really? really? <laughs> no, no way. Crazy that. Why though? Like, I mean, if she's followed all the time though, it made it seem like it was a very specific instance that she was being followed by paparazzi that time was it not really a specific instance that was just i don't think so common theme no i think it's, it's just, just the reason why they yeah. say that she took off so quickly i see you know well and the paparazzi was blamed by the media after this inquiry that we're mm-hmm. about to get into this inquiry led to the paparazzi being incorrectly blamed by media so the media blamed the media for <laughs> diana's death which yeah. is a really weird scenario i think also though a lot of the police Blamed the um, blamed the paparazzi pretty immediately too because I think about five paparazzi were arrested on the spot. Yeah, yeah they and had, had some mugshots of them. Yeah, and had some of their photographic evidence confiscated from it. Yeah, and then like as we I think we already sort of briefly mentioned, it took them like 
a decade to actually do anything about Mm -hmm. her death. Yeah, there was one thing I read is that there was apparently um, one of the, they call them coroners there, um, who could like preside over these cases like this that are like the high level cases. Uh, One in 2003 was asked to do an inquest and he refused. And then he stepped down shortly after. And then slowly they built up the inquest, but it still didn't happen until 2007. I mean, a decade later. That's ridiculous. Her kids were in their 20s at that point because they Mm -hmm. were, I think, 15 and 14 or something like that. Mm -hmm. They were 15 and 12, I think. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, they both would have been in their early to mid-20s at that point by the time there's finally an inquest into their mother's death. Mm -hmm. So it took a long time. And then the crazy thing about it is after this, the whole shit show of the inquest is the, is it called a jury there? They have a jury. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the jury actually ruled that it was an unlawful killing, Yep. but yet they never had any suspects or like arrested anybody or even like thought about that. They're just like, it's an unlawful killing, but we don't know why. It was an unlawful killing and that was case closed. And then that unlawful killing was blamed on the paparazzi by the other media, which even though they didn't actually have anything to do with the jury's decision. Yeah. It was just like completely unsubstantiated and then went nowhere. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. 2020. Interesting. Yeah. So when they opened up the, the inquest, that that's kind of when Operation Paget was that is that what we're calling it started? I think so. Pigeon. <laughs> Operation Pigeon. It's P A G E T. I'm assuming it's a French, but I could be wrong. I've been saying know. Paget, which doesn't seem right. Let's just mix it and go Paget. Paget. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's sounds like a disgusting one. Paget sounds much uh, better year. It just sounds like Bob Saget's brother. <laughs> there was an investigation done by MI6. <laughs> Bob Saget's brother, Bob Paget. <laughs> what the fuck? We have the same That's first name with the different last names. <laughs> That's not how brothers work. <laughs> Is that how your siblings work? They're all just Cameron, but they have different last names? Yeah. Anyway, Operation Bob Pigeon, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I mean, I, I really just summarize this pretty quick because this operation really didn't go anywhere other than to just I, say I, that these conspiracy theories are all wrong. I have, like, the whole... There's about 20 questions that they sought to answer. A lot of them were just obvious, like, was there error on part of Henry, Henry Paul's part? Mm-hmm. Um, did he contribute to the accident? Was he impaired? Was there really a fiat that they collided with? Did the paparazzi have any uh, influence in the collision? The tunnel, the bright lights, all that stuff. Some of the other more interesting things that I would like to mention is like the explanation for money in the driver's possession only one day before that. Whether one of the paparazzi who followed the princess in the week before was in Paris the night of her collision. Um, whether Diana was pregnant, if her life would have been saved if she reached the hospital. That that fucking pregnancy thing, I swear to God, with things I don't like get why this. It they, we watched this documentary and they like zoom in on her stomach and it's like, it's like a normal <laughs> bump on her stomach. Like it's not anything special. Like yeah, I swear, perfectly if flat. men could yeah. get pregnant, the media would think they're pregnant all the fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> it's just fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. There's a few other things that I just didn't even have time to look into because there's so many different things. Like something about relating to the purchase of the ring, which I'm guessing is Dodie purchased a ring. Yes. To, yeah. Supposedly, he and Diana went to a 
like a jewelry store yep. and allegedly bought a an engagement ring. Yeah. And Which what does that change? I guess maybe it gives more evidence to like the whole like murder because of the dot murder dirty, because racist. Murder murder by racism. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another thing about like a burg burglary burger I can't say I can't say this word. I don't know why. Burger King. <laughs> Burglary. Okay, there it is. Is that what you tried to say? Yeah. <laughs> I can never say that word. I don't know why. It's really common. I just say robbed or jacked. Um, apparently, there's a robbery. There's something sinister about it, but I couldn't look into that either. Burgled. Yeah, I do want to bring up. Uh, so, with the pregnancy thing, real quick, just so I can mention it and we can be mm-hmm. done with this because it's a stupid thing that doesn't actually matter. But at the end of the day, if she was pregnant, that might, the, that might be something that the. Uh, forensic investigators for the French didn't actually look at because they were asked to embalm her body so fast by the royal family. Again, within three days, they were asked to embalm her body very mm-hmm. fast. Because uh, it was really hot. I mean... And the air conditioners weren't working high enough. That's probably the reason the royal family gave. But anyway, the type of formaldehyde they use apparently is known to give false uh, false pregnancy tests. Like, it's or known to give false positives on a pregnancy test. Mm. I don't know why that's even a thing. I don't know how many people or how they found that out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it's known that forensic investigators around that time would sometimes completely ignore a positive pregnancy test if they got one because of the formaldehyde used. So even if she had been, they probably would have discarded the evidence because mm-hmm. they're, they don't, they would have been expecting it. Yeah. In I'm also not sure it's like a reason why she would be killed if she were pregnant because it's like it's not like that kid would have more of a a right to the throne no the kid wouldn't have any right to the throne i mean it it would in a way like eventually it would be added to the list but it'd be after their his two brothers literally it was a man well and (laughs) just out of all the reasons for the royal family to kill her which there are some that are a little legitimate there's I mean, not legitimate, like they should have done it, but like legitimate, like they would have done it. That's not one of them that I find legitimate. At yeah, all. it's I not agree. one that like I look at and I'm like, oh, they totally would have killed her just because mm-hmm. she's pregnant. I don't think. I think what really happened is Dodie's father. He just was throwing out anything. He was like, th- I just saw yeah, like he's six different. Yeah, about it. I just saw six different claims. Like, and and the whole pregnancy thing that wasn't even brought up until 2001, four years after Diana's death. Because people just kept zooming in on her stomach. Let, leave her alone. <laughs> Look, she's a normal Good person. God. She's a normal person. She's Ugh. also dead. Leave yeah, her the fuck alone. But yeah, like I think he was just kind of throwing anything out because he really just wanted it to be something, a conspiracy, and he was trying to take every avenue. So I, he was a very interesting character throughout this, I feel like. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to continue a little more on the racism thing here. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think we've mentioned that Dodi is Egyptian Muslim. Right. Which is the complete opposite of white. The Brits. Yeah, British, white, uh, not Catholic. <laughs> we said the same thing. <laughs> it's just a synonym. Um, yeah, totally. So the whole theory and like the whole reason why they say that her being pregnant was bad is because they didn't want a biracial child to be the, the brother of the future king. Philip didn't want it, is what they say. It's specifically Prince Philip that they bring up because he is, it is not actually confirmed when I read about it, but it seems pretty likely. He was raised by at least Nazi sympathizers, if not Nazis, 
directly. There's a lot of photo evidence. Just because there's photos of him with Nazis doesn't mean anything. There's photos of people He's with Nazis. He's marching with at the Nazis. O- there's photos of people with Nazis at the Olympics just because they had the Olympics around the same time. That's, that's Nazis different. were around for quite a while before World War II started. So, but yes, I'm not saying Prince Philip wasn't a Nazi sympathizer. I'm saying that there's not actually direct evidence, probably because if there was, it's gone now because that would be something the royal family would not want out there. But there is there there is photos of him with Nazi officers marching down streets. Yes, mm. it's also worth mentioning that Diana was having an aff- or not having an affair was in a relationship with um, another Muslim before Dodi mm. for two years, and he was a heart surgeon and he was Pakistani. They the royal family said they approved of it. Yeah, so we don't really know for sure if that's the case. If, if they were really accepting of it, I have a hard time believing it. Maybe because they thought that she was pregnant, that's when they started being like, oh, wait, no, actually, we really don't want this. We don't want yeah. any of the royal family to have anything that's not white and Catholic in it. Well, after she was divorced, um, they stripped her of her royal titles, too. So mm. they were basically like, peace. <laughs> yeah, so I guess why would they actually care, except for the fact that she was the mother of the future it's king. the bloodline thing here. it's it's similar yeah. to the pregnancy thing where it's like they might be racist i'm not gonna say they're not or they whatever no they absolutely are racist. yeah, yeah but <laughs> Dude, I mean, i'm the saying the whole thing with like Meghan markle that's just like yeah yeah it's happening all over again with diana's own son but mm-hmm. i don't think that's a reason why they would have killed her again i really just don't think they would i mean like if that was a reason then Meghan markle would have died in a car crash already so to be fair that's just one of those things though i still think i, I kind of i kind of agree that. with you also, like, they were really rich, you know. So, Dodie's father claimed that the couple were going to announce their engagement on that Monday after the crash. So, literally the next day, because mm-hmm. they crashed on Sunday. And there's, like, not much evidence with this besides the potential bot, the ring situation. But, yeah, I there is something that contradicts it that I saw where Diana's sister said that Diana does not want to get married and that the relationship with Dodie was kind of like on stony ground is what she said and that uh Diana really didn't want to get married to anyone and said that I need marriage like a rash on my face which I feel like is a it kind of sounds like something Diana would say I don't know I just on a button I mean just yeah, like I, I feel like if you break down most of like that whole she was going to get married to Dodie thing it most of it comes from her or from his father mm-hmm. which he's going to be a little biased yeah. And he probably also, wanted that marriage, I'd say. There's people saying they were looking at rings, but I mean, I assume that means they were in a jewelry store. And, and they if there's were anything rich. she owned, it was jewelry. Like, I mean, that's yeah. so that's one thing. So, I mean, you can kind of cross that off the list mm-hmm. for being something that's definitely going both ways there. Yeah. Uh, the pregnancy thing is bullshit, most likely. And she definitely did not seem like the type mm-hmm. of person that would want to get married. And some of her friends said that she was unconscious, that she had been using contraception so i just think the pregnancy is unlikely and i don't think that she did want to marry dodi because why didn't she marry i think she was still getting over her her last relationship at that point they'd only been dating for seven weeks like yeah i saw something that was like the most possible time they could have spent together was 23 days and i know it's like you know royal bloodlines rich people they get married fast sometimes but 23 days like 
That just does not seem she's enough. Also, it's not really like if you look at her yeah. character, that's not who that's she not, was. Like, that's not in her character at all. So, But also, I wanted to bring up one thing with the dad that I think is very important that no one else brings up. So they bring up this one quick fact, which is that he owned the hotel, which had the security guard, which ended up crashing the car. But I feel like that would mean he's probably feels like he's partly responsible as well because the security guard crashed the car his security guard literally his head security guard for the ritz Mm -hmm. so like the man he trusted most with that hotel killed his son and what he claims was going to be his daughter-in-law and Mm -hmm. also the people's princess which doesn't look good and i feel like his outrage is probably partially to like displace his guilt yeah and i i'm not saying i think he's wrong that she could have been murdered i think his comes from a different place I think it's just his opinion is a little too one-sided because I definitely, if that was in the, like anyone in that situation, you would not want to take the blame. You would not want to be like, they were at my hotel with my security guard driving one of our cars with my son in the car. There's a lot of you in that statement about how the Royal family's baby mama died. So, and also people, <laughs> mm-hmm. if they're getting offended at me saying that, I'm sorry, but that's what she was. Mm-hmm. Again, she was more than that, but I'm talking from the royal family's perspective. Yeah, that kind of also makes me think about how the French police that investigated it, later on they tell uh, the person who was in the Fiat to not speak to the British police and only speak to the French police. And I think it's because the French police were trying to like minimize French involvement in the death itself. And... I think people just didn't really want any part of it because they didn't want to feel the guilt and blame of killing, like, one of the world's most loved people. Yeah. So I think a lot of, like, guilt that people are trying to avoid. Yeah. So the paparazzi. Let's talk about the paparazzi. So what we know is that the paparazzi was obviously there. Not only were they there, they were spread out on multiple streets because... they were the whole reason why they left the hotel because they were going to have dinner and they were there for like 10 minutes and then the paparazzi just swarmed them because yeah. they got spotted. Which happened often with yeah. Princess Di. Like, I mean, so they had a dick. Consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so they run. The paparazzi does chase them down. If anyone who knows anything about the paparazzi, it's literally their job. It's what they do. They chase people down. It's not weird. It's not a conspiracy. That's, that's not a weird part of this thing at all. But they did outrun the paparazzi. That's a pretty consistent witness statement. Like they, The paparazzi was not around them. The only paparazzi that might have been around them is the white Fiat, which is one of the biggest parts of this entire thing. Mm -hmm. Because that is the car that was consistently noticed by witnesses, was a white Fiat. And it was said to be right by them in the tunnel when the car crashed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many people owned a white Fiat in that time. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of French people owned a Fiat in that time. Well, they they looked into a lot of them. Yeah. a lot of them, you know, they over a year they did extensive research on who owned a white Fiat and like, wh- you know, what the circumstances were. But I think I found some good evidence about like who it belonged to. Mm-hmm. There was like a few people that they thought, but for me the most convincing one was uh, Le Van Dan. And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's. Vietnamese man who was um, of French origin. He was 22 at the time. I I found many different things about what his occupation was. At the time, it looks like he was a taxi driver, but now he's like a radio personality. So I'm not sure 
who he was then, but after investigating, they saw that Than had spray painted his Fiat red right after the crash, like hours after the crash, waking up his brother in the middle of the night, who was a mechanic, to help him do it. That's Um, weird. Yeah, exactly. That's a little suspicious. And then he, they had first said that, oh, it couldn't have been him because he was at work. But later they said that he left work early. So it had totally been at the scene of the crime. And um, multiple people said that they saw exactly that man matching his description exit the tunnel seconds after the crash. No one saw him go in, but multiple people saw him come out. Um, And then recently in 2019, so only two years ago, he came forward and said that he had clipped the Mercedes uh, and there was some of the white paint, I think, on the yeah, Mercedes. I saw yeah. something about that. Yeah. Um, and that the reason that he had not come forward to talk was because the French police told him not to talk to the British police because they wanted to minimize French engagement or French involvement in the case. And um, and I think part of it too was that they don't think that the white Fiat was the reason why they crashed c- completely. They, I think they, everyone kind of wanted to blame it on the driver. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like. So that's one of the people that could have had the white Fiat. Uh, my, the one I found was the most interesting for me. So going into the other person who had a white Fiat, this is confirmed, uh, and possibly was in the area, which I'll talk about in just a minute, uh, James Andenson who not only was he a member of the paparazzi, he was known as like one of the like lead members of the paparazzi. He was constantly in Diana's face. And he was one of the people that was reported as possibly being there just because, as possibly being there just because people know what his car looked like. As soon as they said white Fiat, well, a lot of people knew he owned one. Now there's a lot of weird things with James Andenson, uh, which one of the things is... He was a paparazzi guy, but he was also a millionaire, which just so people know. Wait, really? Yes. Why? So just <laughs> just so people know, that is not typical. It is, in fact, very rare that you have money as a paparazzi person, which is why you work such a grueling, awful job. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to get the, be- the next best photo, the next best scoop. You're trying to make those... Those tiny paychecks that you, you probably get. get paid by the photos. Well, yeah, you get paid by having the best photo that no one yeah. else is going to get, like having that best angle. That's why they're constantly surrounding people and trying to get all of that flash photography going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, this man was a millionaire, and he's also someone who has been consistently accused of being an informant for MI6. Consistently, so, and the reason That's why weird. is because he travels internationally on his paparazzi movements which also is weird for someone in the paparazzi usually you have an area that you stick to or like you have someone that you mm-hmm. stick to mostly you can't afford to. to travel well yeah exactly but again a millionaire who goes international all the time and has multiple times been accused yeah, of working like a cover. six <laughs> it's very weird and it only gets weirder uh terrible cover. so they checked his alibis from that night and his family gave two alibis actually he had two people or three people total but uh two said one thing one said another so his kids said, who are, they were older, uh, they said that he was picking crepes in Bordeaux around that time. That's a good alibi. Yeah. That's solid. <laughs> solid. No, that's solid. No, he was so harvesting grapes in Bordeaux. Uh, but the wife, Only. not knowing what the kids had said, she said that she was at home with him in a different city 
until about 3.45 a.m. when he rushed out the door to fly to a different city randomly. That was her story until she found out that her story conflicted because when they asked them and their stories were conflicting, there was an issue because then he no longer has an alibi. So she changed her story after that and she just said it was always very difficult to recall James's precise movements because he was always coming and going. That's a direct quote from Elizabeth Andenson, his wife. So basically just, uh, I don't remember. Basically, she once once she found out her kids said something completely different, she was like, oh, maybe. So that's not great. Also, that's not a great way to protect your family member. If someone asks for an alibi, do a little bit better than that because that's pretty lazy. Anyway, uh, she said that she's basically said that no one would have known because he was moving so much. Only he would have known. But they can't ask him because three years after the crash happened, uh, James Anderson was found burned alive in his Fiat in the middle of the woods, locked in his car. Yeah, it was that guy. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. So he was locked in his car mm-hmm. and... There were no keys. He was supposedly... That's what the documentary said. I couldn't find anything else that substantiated that. Yeah, the documentary we watched said that he had yeah. no keys in the car that's, and there were no keys too. in his pocket. Yeah. I saw that something about his head was off and in between the seats and that just scarred me. <laughs> what? That's that's extreme. I did find. I saw uh, something that said he had two bullet holes in his head. Right, I which saw is, one bullet hole and his head was off and in between his feet. So Chris, okay, let's just let's just read wild. what the fireman said instead. <laughs> okay. Christoph Palat is specifically quoted. Uh, he was the first fireman on the scene. The car was burned. Uh, he said, "I saw him at close range, and I'm absolutely convinced he had been shot in the head twice." So that was one of the first firemen on the scene. I typically trust what firemen witnesses say because mm-hmm. they are probably the most accurate witnesses mm-hmm. on crime scenes pretty yeah, typically. Fire, firemen don't lie. No, they're they're actually like, I trust them way more than like police and medics usually uh-huh. on scenes. They have no stake in it. No, they don't. They yeah. show up first. They're like, we're here because it's a yeah, 911 yeah. call. And especially so, in America, they're usually volunteers anyway. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But... So it ended up taking a very long time after they pulled him out of the car to identify his DNA. Uh, because he was just charred. So You didn't read it the way you wrote it. Because <laughs> his remains were so crispy. Uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you for that. Yeah, but so they, they didn't even know who it was at first. They, mm-hmm. they thought that the car belonged to him because it was in a similar area he would have been in, but they weren't sure it was him until they finally were able to actually do his DNA. So it was a mess. Now, when I was reading this, one thing that does kind of make sense, again, some people think that he killed them And that he was hired by MI6 to do their special, like, basically just, like, maneuver to knock the car into a pole, get them to speed up or whatever, like, chase them down. One thing that I do think is kind of interesting is there are very few witnesses in the tunnel. But one thing that's consistent is they say there was a bright flash of light, which is part of the MI6's plan, to be fair, when they were going to assassinate someone. It was part of their plan to use a very bright light to throw them off and try and get them to crash. Mm-hmm. And there was white paint on the side of the car, supposedly, yeah. which means a white Fiat definitely probably at least touched them or got hit by them as it was going through the tunnel. Uh, but I was thinking about it, and if he really was working as just a paparazzi guy that night, and he wasn't involved in any crazy conspiracy, he's going to use a flash on his camera, mm-hmm. especially driving yeah. down the road to be able to follow a 70 mile per hour, 50 mile per hour, whatever yeah. car. And he might he's have lost control. Use that flash. And if he uses that flash on someone in the middle of a tunnel in the middle of night, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to course correct. 
Like mm-hmm. that could throw someone off just enough to get them to crash into a beam. Especially if that if the driver was actually intoxicated, then it probably was really alarming. But also like himself, like he probably could have crashed because of their light. Yeah. I want to say about the bright light too is that the the kind of light that they proposed that the uh, that MI six was going to use to for the plot, it would have been so bright that like it would have been undeniable that they used it, especially in a dark tunnel like that. Um, so I think that it's more likely that it was a camera flash because there there weren't that many witnesses that saw the light, I'd, it, from what I saw, that were credible, and yeah. it wasn't that bright. So I, I think it's more likely to be camera than like actually uh, light used by MI6. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's fair. But I, th- that said, I do also think maybe that the possibility was that they wanted, like, if you want to go the conspiracy route, maybe that was the whole idea. He uses the camera flash following as the paparazzi to make it look not weird. Mm-hmm. Uses the camera flash, bumps the car. If you bump a car going 50 miles per hour in a small tunnel, there's a good chance it's going to veer, especially if the driver it's can't see. Small yeah, and mm-hmm. especially though if the driver can't see anything, yeah. that's not good when you just suddenly feel a jolt. You don't know which way to go. You don't know yeah, what you true. just hit. So that's definitely a possibility. But I thought James Anderson was really, really interesting because he dies three years later. Mm-hmm. He has no alibi. His wife is changing her story. He's just a weird dude in general with being a millionaire. I, I do yeah. want to say, though, that the dad, Dodie's dad, was the one who accused... Andinson, what's that his name? Sorry. Yeah. Accused Andinson. So, I mean, again, it's another just like random claim made by this guy, but I guess his death was really thoroughly investigated by French police, but it definitely fits, but it definitely, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, the only other thing is that the the fiat that Andinson owned was not deemed like roadworthy. Um, So, well, I mean, it was burned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he—that's the—that's the car that he was found dead in. He was yeah. found dead in, in that car. Yeah. Oh, then and it was I burned think, to a crisp. Just because like. that's—that's what they said. That's what they said that it couldn't be used for the crash. Yeah. So, like, if he was found dead in it three years later, then it was probably roadworthy during the crash. I mean, most likely, though, I could see them, like, walking up to the car that's black from being completely on fire for, like, the past three days and being like, that can't drive. That that can't drive now. Definitely can't drive three years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very weird for someone like that to die through. I think we know from Pink Panther that the police aren't really super good at their jobs. Um, So Richard Tomlinson, who is a former MI6 officer, but he had been dismissed from MI6 because he breached the Official Secrets Act of 1989, Um, and he and then he started working for Muhammad Al Fayyad, who is Dodi's father. And um, he claimed that MI6 had been monitoring Diana before her death and had told Dodie's dad that uh, Henry Paul, their driver, was an MI6 agent and that her death mirrored plans that he saw for um, a 1992 assassination of the president of Serbia. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to attempt to say that name because there's just too many um, random flicks. So accents, accents, yeah. <laughs> Using flicks, <laughs> that's a flick. Um, it, to use a strobe light to blind the chauffeur or driver or whatever. So, 
that doesn't really make tons of sense to me because he wasn't killed that way in 1992, which was before Diana was killed. So I guess it was just plans, but they never followed through with them. So how would... I don't know. How are we supposed to believe I that? I think that's like the majority of a secret agency. Is to that, be fair, though, it's plans that you don't follow through with. So then you just copy-paste it for later. Maybe I should work for... I mean, it was the CIA that tried to kill... Uh, what is it not? Isn't it? Fidel Castro. I always want to call him Cuba Gooding Jr., but that, he, he was the dictator <laughs> of Cuba. He's not <laughs> named His Cuba, name is Cuba. And he did not... He did not act in Snow Dogs. Was it Snow Dogs that Cuba got in Cuba, Cuba, Oh, yeah, Snow Dogs. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great in that. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Fidel Castro, like, the CIA had their own secret plans to try and assassinate mm-hmm. him. And then, like, after they failed, it was found out that they had, like, a whole list of different plans. They were, like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but then they did one and they didn't even Which do Which letter? Others. I don't even know. It's a good Probably question. Like Someone should ask them, like, the NSA, like, right now. If they they, th- their job is that they have to have A through Z plans. <laughs> I mean, just pick 26 the best every time. I mean, to be fair, like if you're sitting in a room with people and you're like, how are we going to do this? Someone's going to come up with multiple right. options. So I guess you just list those out. Also, I think it's hilarious that this guy was fired from the from MI6 for being too honest. Right. Uh, that's yeah. the only job where you I think mean, that can happen. Yeah, I know. I feel like kind of makes me want to believe him. But also it's like... It, it, I don't know if it's like that he was too honest or that he just divulge secrets yeah, yeah like i mean that's not things, really honesty no i mean it is and it isn't because they're secrets usually for a reason but yeah or if he was just saying that they were secrets like you don't even know if the secrets are right but they're just like oh he's spilling things like we don't want him to even talk at all mm-hmm. yeah also i don't think we have this written in here but this this information led to people accusing the nsa of also tapping diana's phones and then the nsa was like yeah we did and that, Why, that, that was actually completely accurate. So the U.S. government did release documents uh, showing that they had, in fact, uh, been looking at Diana. But it was apparently because of someone she had been communicating with. The NSA was actually tapping someone else's calls, so which is why they had a phone call with Diana. Yeah. Which is something the documentary we watched did not mention. The only phone call they had with Diana that they didn't release because of national security reasons had nothing to actually do with Diana. It was because she called a foreign leader that they were, that they had phone tapped. Oh. Yeah. The documentary skimmed right over that, as conspiracy theorists tend to do. We've mentioned yeah. this documentary a couple of times, and I just want to point out that this documentary is called Unlawful Killing, and it's by what I'm pretty sure is a conspiracy theorist, and it's banned in the UK. Yes. Because of a supposed, supposedly according to him, because of an interview that he did with a specific therapist who talked about a bunch of stuff, but he barely even shows that. (laughs) And also at the end, he just keeps showing different images of like the queen zombie faced and like lizard eyes. And and so that might be why (laughs) your slanderous documentary got banned. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. Um, anyway, anyway. I, yeah, that makes sense to me. I think it's like kind of funny though that you know NSA was like, yeah, we we're we definitely tapped her phones or whatever, mm-hmm. but then MI6 has like denied over and over killing again people. killing people <laughs> over their fifty did we years history. That during recording, I don't, I don't know if we I don't remember that, if we but... did or not. But just to reiterate, if we didn't, if we did or mention it, uh, yeah, the MI, MI6, the head of MI6 claimed that he had 
never heard of a case where MI6 had killed anyone in their history. He said in their history. In response to people blaming MI6 for killing Diana. He said that MI6 has never killed anyone. Yeah. The Secret Service has never killed anyone. Ever. (laughs) I just... That just is the most shocking part of the whole thing. And to yeah. me, that's just, like, the craziest thing that happened in the entire thing. Like, if we're wrong and there was more to that, please tell us. Because yeah, otherwise... Maybe we were taking it out of context. I would really hope so. No, because they, they did have to rescind their statement. They, they went back and they, <laughs> they made a new statement that said, yes, MI6 has actually killed people in our history. They, I can't remember how they worded it. They worded it in a really weird way, though. They were like, we were incorrect, basically. Which... Yeah. We said that wrong. LOL, JK. LOL, we've killed. <laughs> I mean, there's no good way to, there's no like convenient way to say, yeah, we actually yeah. have killed people, my bad. <laughs> yeah, so Tomlinson was arrested. I'm, I honestly don't know why exactly. I'm still kind of unclear on that. I tried to find more information about it, but it was just all kind of blurry. It just seems like as part of the inquiry into the death of Diana, he was arrested because maybe he thought that or maybe they thought that he had something to do with it, or they just thought that he was spreading misinformation, or that they thought he knew more. I'm not really sure exactly, but uh, he he had claimed that you know they used a bright light in the tunnel to make the driver Henry Paul um, crash into the pillar, and only a few. It's, I found that only three eyewitnesses claimed to see a bright flash of light before the crash and one of them had been like a notorious liar and was not a reliable witness but one other american tourist who seemed like more reliable did say that he saw a bright flash Hmm. Hmm. yeah i didn't find any specific numbers but yeah i just i didn't see that there were like more than one the the other issue that i have with the bright flash beyond like just the witnesses alone though is like witness testimony as we've mentioned on the show god knows how many times since the mothman episode which was our very first episode right or no second episode second episode so we've mentioned witnesses consistently because they are so unreliable it's hilarious but this might be one of those cases where nobody like everyone might be telling the truth to be honest but like if you're in one part of the tunnel Mm -hmm. and there's no headlights on you and then this car suddenly swerves and flips that is a bright flash of light Mm -hmm. very fast Mm -hmm. from a headlight so it's also possible that yeah, that's what happened. Just based on where you were in the tunnel. Right. It, it could shine directly on your yeah. face suddenly, but it's mm-hmm. going to be moving. Like it literally like spins. It's going to be going so fast yeah. that you're going to think it's just a flash of light. Yeah. And then the headlights go out on the car. Also so, like all the eyewitnesses, it's not like they were just like stopped and watching this crash. It's like they were all focused on the road too. Yeah. So it's like, not that they're not telling the truth, but also it's just like, it's so hard to know what people actually saw. Yeah, it's pretty vague. It is pretty vague, yeah. It could be anything. could be anything. So, I mean, to the MI, MI6 thing, I think that there could definitely be involvement. I just don't think that this guy released enough to know, like, what their involvement was and why. Yeah. What was it related to? Maybe it was related to the landmine stuff more. I don't know. But it's like, what was their reason for needing to, like, get rid of her if, if that was the case? Yeah. Maybe they were looking into her, but maybe they weren't trying to kill her. There was just some speculation around it. It's hard to say. It doesn't seem like it holds up super well the more I look into it. So, yeah. And then there's theories about the driver. 
which I feel like a little bit more substantial evidence to, but also a lot of... There's a lot of weird shit with this. Shit, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the, as we've mentioned, the, the official report said he was drunk, and that's why all this happened, basically. So he was driving too fast, he was drunk, he swerved, he crashed, and killed everybody. Um, but he was also the head of security at the Ritz Hotel, right? And he was working that night. Yeah. So why would he be drinking? I mean, there is a there is a receipt apparently that shows that there were drinks bought. Two drinks. Two drinks. Two drinks. Two little drinks. Mm-hmm. That apparently, were eighty dollars each. That's besides the point. Yeah. Um. That is way under the legal limit of drinking. I mean, he would have been fine. Yeah. He also the first forensic report of his blood alcohol level actually said he was under the legal limit. Mm-hmm. And then the second right. report, so they did another one where they're like, oh, times. maybe we missed that. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, look, suddenly someone poured a bunch of whiskey into his blood sample. Yeah. yeah. And the thing and is, it was over 3.5 times. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is with this is they, they did that a lot with him. They looked way into this guy for some reason and like twice on most of these things and yeah all the times that they looked at something the second time there was more than there was before Mm. um but anyway he so like that night he didn't behave drunkenly there is security footage of him he's not acting like he's so wasted he's gonna just drive a car at 70 miles per hour and crash into a pole um he looks totally fine and i mean like we said the the toxicology report show that that he was drunk so there's a lot of speculation that i saw one that took it as far as they switched bodies with the guy at at the crime scene and took him but i think what was more plausible is the notion that they switched the blood samples yeah Yeah. it's much Um, easier to do yeah but actually the entire autopsy on this guy was totally fucked in general Um, just like diana's whole issue yeah. yeah so I I only saw this in the in the documentary, which is barely trustworthy. Yes, but um, they said in that that the the woman that did the autopsy on this on the driver uh, was known for botching things and for cutting intentionally corners. botching yes. things. She was basically someone that you could pay off. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of weird discrepancies, like we mentioned the the carbon monoxide mm-hmm. in his system, which was like totally incomprehensible, and the blood was totally incomprehensible, and just a lot of it made no sense. It reminds yeah. me of this episode of Monk, which is a throwback because I used to love Monk. You ever watch? Oh, Monk? Yeah. so good, oh, so such good. Such a right? good show. Yeah. There is an episode where someone dies of drowning while skydiving. And that's the that's the autopsy report, and I remember this episode specifically because I thought it was really really well written, really smart. Spoiler alert: what it ends up being is the person who killed him, who had the closest connection to the guy who died skydiving, uh, was actually the person who did the autopsy. So he filled his lungs uh, with water, mm-hmm. and then was able to give a literal like a legitimate report that he drowned because there's water in the lungs. So that's what ends up happening. But it just makes me think of the carbon monoxide thing because, like, the whole point was he wanted to throw off what actually happened mm-hmm. and how he actually killed this mm-hmm. guy. Uh, and the carbon monoxide thing just makes me think the same thing. Like, you yeah. just add that to, like, his blood levels or whatever just to make it seem like something's completely off and then nobody mm-hmm. can guess what actually happened. Yeah, because I was I was reading something that was, like, if you're if you smoke a cigar, I think your carbon monoxide level gets to like 13% or something. And then, but there were reports that 
it had gone up to 40% at some point and it had gone down from that to like 25. And it's like, that makes That's, no, how would you even get it how? up to that? How? Yeah. And how then, are you still functioning? Yeah, Five cigars function. at once. Yeah. <laughs> he was just really going for it. But then also, I guess, uh, one person, maybe an investigator, I can't remember who exactly were talking to his parents who said that he was not a drunk and they were trying to make him seem like an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But he was not. That was the other thing, too, is um, he had actually just had a physical because he has to work for this incredibly rich company as security, mm-hmm. and he passed it completely fine. He There's no indication that he was on antidepressants, like we mentioned before, or that he really had any problems in general. They actually searched this guy's apartment, and this is another thing with the doing things twice, is the first time they found, like, an open bottle of champagne and, like, one bottle of liquor, like... That's less less than I have in my apartment, and yeah. I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and then the second time they searched it again, and then they claimed that basically he had every kind of like alcohol under the sun. They were like, he has beer, he has wine, he has every kind of liquor you can imagine, like mm-hmm. basically enough to stock an entire bar. So like those are two completely like drastically different things. Yeah, but also still even if he had a bunch of different like my house has every single exactly. kind of liquor and none of us drink that much. So it's I was like, just thinking that too is like so what if you find alcohol in his apartment? Maybe he yeah. just maybe every once in a while he wants something different. So he wants just... to entertain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who we, knows? we don't even drink every day of the like like we don't even drink like every week necessarily yeah. and we have like six bottles of wine right now yeah. because uh, because we got a deal on the internet so it's, it's one of those yeah, maybe things you got a deal on the internet we don't know so yeah there was some weird freaky stuff with that and i think that i i think it kind of contradicts the fact that people also claim that he worked for mi6 or that he was um he worked for a national security service of france or the united states i mean it's like, was he, is he a victim or was he the perpetrator of the event? Like, it goes either way. There's evidence that points to both. And I, I, I don't know. To me, it feels more like they tried to use him as a scapegoat. Like, yeah. blame it all on the driver because he was the one driving the car. Yeah, it's... Easiest person to blame for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, at some point, it's to some degree, it's his fault because at some point he swerved the car, he's driving, whatever. But it seems like the fault is more like he wasn't able to correct whatever happened whether he was hit or whether someone flashed like a bright light in his eyes or whatever yeah it's, it's not, not really his fair fault. to just be like he was, just he at was the wheel. blind drunk he's just an easy scapegoat <laughs> and yeah. then completely slander him and say he was an alcoholic on drugs and a total mess in general like that just seems like way over the top yeah. You don't need to go that far. Yeah, who wrote that story? The same people that covered Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Maybe this guy showered in wine, too. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really... We don't really know what happened there, but I think... Oh, I think what made people think that he was a little bit more suspicious was that the day before he had... He had... Deposited. Deposited a bunch of money into his account. And he had been doing that, I guess, for three months in a row... Oh, yeah, I did see something about that. Yeah. And I think I saw a story recently that said that his parents claimed that he was making tips from the people that he drove. Like, I think he drove, like, a Saudi Arabian rich person around, like, Prince or something like that, who tipped him $5,000. But I was kind of confused because it said that he had 
deposited 8,000 euros into his account each month. And if it's the same amount, that just seems like it wouldn't be tips. It would just be like a straight yeah. amount. Especially if it's yeah. like on the, on the on dot, dot yeah, 8,000. Exactly. I would assume, to be fair to him, that it was probably something that he was doing for Dodie's father. It yeah. was probably something like more under the table that yeah. he was doing that he wasn't, it was like tips that he was earning, but mm-hmm. they weren't giving a real, like the actual, what yeah. he was doing for his father, probably driving around maybe like secret, like higher up people mm-hmm. that come to the hotel. That also wouldn't be that surprising. Yeah. And then also the parents said that he didn't want to claim on his taxes. Eh, I don't know. That's not like a great reason, but I think, I think it's likely that he was doing something maybe like under the table, a little bit shady, you know, for Dodie's father, and he would. Yeah. Also, if you don't want to claim it on your taxes, don't give them a chance to be like, why did you deposit $8,000 in cash? Where did you get that? (laughs) Found it on the street. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where a lot of the like weird MI6 stuff came from was just because that he was getting cash payments but i i do think that it's way more likely that it was for Dodie's father than anything or he's being paid or he's being paid paid off yeah Yeah, but i mean why would why would you take that like why would you be like i'm gonna kill myself potentially just to be paid are they trying to say that the mi6 was paying him basically to be like a suicide driver yeah like why would you do that for three months in a row what's that gonna get you I don't know, I wonder if his parents were sick or anything like that. That would, that could be a clue, but I just don't think it's likely. No. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly unlikely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the last things I wanted to mention is the theory that the paramedics were somehow in on this. Yeah, um, specifically one of the doctors was the theory. Yeah, so when this whole thing happened, obviously, like, paramedics were called, right? Um when they arrived there was one specific person who was treating diana um and wasn't allowing anybody else around her i guess and she was still alive and conscious after the crash but the whole thing here is that they took hours to get her to a hospital and they actually passed another hospital on the way to the hospital that was closer Mm mm-hmm and so it's like, why, why did it, A, take them so long to do anything about her? And then why didn't they just go to the closest place that could help her? Yeah. I heard that the first call to emergency services was logged at 1226 a.m. And that they didn't get to the hospital until 206 so almost two hours later. Yeah. But the journey time is approximately 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um... And it took them over an hour to drive from the scene to the hospital also. Yeah. And there were some things I saw about that, about having them having to stop and about how, like, so, some place wasn't equipped to handle this. And she did have a very specific injury. So, um, I'm, I know that Cam had some more stuff on this in you. So, a lot of people look at this as weird because they mostly treated her on the scene. It took them forever, like you guys said, I mean, like, to get to the hospital to even get her off the scene, things like that. Not to mention the fact that she seemed fine when she left, in theory. And then she has such a specific injury to her lung, which is really, really weird. But 
One thing that's different, apparently, from what I read, is that in Paris, it's not as uncommon to be treated on-site and only be taken to the hospital if you absolutely need it. Like, if they decide there is no other option, which means you could be on-site for, like, 50 minutes after a car wreck because they are they have everything inside the ambulance to treat you there, and including a full-on doctor, like, not just, like, medics in an ambulance. Like, we're talking mm-hmm. an actual doctor in the ambulance as well. So they treat things differently there. They drove so far because the nearest hospital, which wasn't too far, didn't have the proper equipment to actually deal with her injury once they figured out what her injury was. So they had to drive to a further away hospital to go there. But it also makes me question, like, did they show up at that other hospital, go in thinking that they were going to be able to treat her there and then they weren't able to? Yeah. And does that account for the time that she's in that ambulance? I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty mm-hmm. unclear as to what the journey was. Well, well, I actually did see something that said that they stopped at a different place um, because the doctor ordered them to because of her drop in blood pressure was so sudden and scary that they had to deal with it there. So maybe they stopped, dealt with her blood pressure, and then kept moving. I don't really understand why they couldn't come to her because she's a fucking princess. of so part of the royal yeah. family, like... Why wouldn't you get a call and be like, hey, you got to come here, even yeah. if it's like only 15 minutes further or something like that? I do think, so I read this article that talked about the this book that a journalist wrote talking about uh, the whole like royal family getting the call and stuff like that and how their perspective on Diana's death was. And I think if you want to go like conspiratorial, this makes the most sense for the royal family killed her because... They try and elicit a car crash. Doesn't actually kill her, but kills everyone else. They make sure that the seatbelt's malfunctioning. We know that that's a true thing. It was malfunctioning. So it wasn't working. So they think that's going to kill her. Ends up killing two people and not her. And then they get a call that says she's still alive. Suddenly after that call, like an hour or a little little longer than that later, suddenly, never mind. She's not alive. Yeah. It is odd. And if you want to go conspiratorial, it's very, very easy. The article I read that like showed some excerpts from the book, whole oh man, that book is like propaganda for the royal family. It literally mentions things like, like the lady, like the like the queen got up, and of course she had everyone tea, like everyone had tea made and put out in front of them, but they didn't drink the tea because they were so on edge about what happened. Like all of these weird details. And I'm like so this <laughs> is a yeah, fictiony true. account of what happened for yeah. sure. It was like she got dressed in her specific robe, and I mean, like all of the details were very like cringy, like bad dime store novel like type of like writing. It was really mm-hmm. weird, and especially for something that's supposedly true, it mm-hmm. was very odd. So I think if you want to go conspiratorial, the paramedic thing makes the most sense that they killed her because yeah. it, then it looks like they tried, they failed, they made sure that it happened. Yeah, uh, another thing is, like, we've been talking about how crazy your injury was. It would be it'd be interesting to know how you could create an injury like that. Like, is there a different way to create an injury like that that could make it kind of seem like it was from the car crash, but also they just inflicted it themselves afterwards? Or yeah. not, like, Diana on herself, but just, like, the paramedics or yeah. someone around her. Yeah, and I think it's specifically punctured lung also works with that yeah because i don't know what her uh, the nature of her other injury is like how are you going to puncture just your lung like what other injuries had she suffered i don't know right yeah and my six guy had a very precise sniper mm-hmm. that he used okay 
and he used that to pierce her lung. Yeah. Or and so was, otherwise, she wouldn't have had any other injuries. He, they were in a tunnel, though. Yeah. Or maybe... He, he's a, he's a sniper that's so good, he can snipe while driving. Or maybe he's so bad that he missed, but he hit the car that was that had the paparazzi guy next to them, which then swerved mm-hmm. into them while he was trying to take a photo, which blinded them, ramming them into the pole. <laughs> then the car flips around, and then MI6 is like, well, we've never killed anyone. <laughs> That seems accurate. Yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> yeah, no, it just seems, like, really suspicious. I want to know more about her injuries um, exactly because it seems like could have been inflicted later on. So, plus she was in the back and it was the front that got really smashed. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking when I saw the photos. Yeah. The back of the car actually was fine. Like, they mentioned yeah. specifically, the investigators on the scene mentioned that she was able to just get out of the back seat. Yeah, yeah like, the bodyguard was no alive. issues, yeah. I mean, yeah. he had injuries, but he survived. Yeah, if you look at the car, I mean, like, the back seat's mm-hmm. obviously, like, it's not a good place to be. Definitely not. But and it's better was... than the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was behind the driver's side, which I think it was opposite side. No, no, that doesn't make sense. She was on the right side, but this is France, so it was the yeah. it was the passenger side. And, I mean, like, looking at the car, really, I don't know, because it... There's, they show different pictures. I think they have a lot of pictures. Like, that doesn't look that messed up. No. And especially where her lungs would be. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like they mm-hmm. mentioned multiple times that she'd been wearing a seatbelt. She would have been perfectly fine. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, unscathed. So it's fine. just, like, it's just weird that she got that very specific thing. I mean, I would expect, like, a bloody Injury. nose. Yeah. Or like, you smack like your face up against the chair. Death upon, like, impact. Like, you hit yeah. your concussion. head. Your concussion. Something like that. Or, like, you lost blood because like your legs you know were yeah. all messed up like i could have seen the legs part because it was like towards it was smashed the, yeah <laughs> towards the bottom she, it was it looked like you know that's where she could have gotten more hurt but towards the top it looked like it was fine right and she didn't die from blood loss in the legs or no she like didn't that. it's weird it's she just died wrong. from this really specific injury so there's that he theory files music okay <laughs> <laughs> um I just wanted to throw a wild speculation out there that I didn't see anywhere. That I, I'm actually surprised I didn't see anywhere. Maybe Diana and Dodie faked their deaths. Maybe mm-hmm. they really were just like so in love that they wanted to get this thing going, but they were both way too famous for it to work, so they faked a car crash and now they're somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, that wouldn't really make a lot of sense. The only reason why I don't <laughs> think that that's possible is just because there are so many pictures of the crash. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Faking. Really good faking, I guess. They had to pay a lot of people off, which was possible because Dodie was extremely rich and so was Diana, so... Yeah, that's why the trial was so weird because everybody actually knew that it was just a dummy. If they dun, are dun. out there, I hope, I hope they're happy. Maybe they're listening to this. Hi, guys. Send us a postcard. They're not, yeah. they're not <laughs> I'm going to say that, that speculation is not out there because it's very obvious they're dead. That's not the part of the conspiracy. It, and there's a reason why. It's because that car wreck is so messed up and there's so many witnesses to the actual like to Dodie and to the driver and all of that. It's very obvious that people died that night. But maybe it was the the uh there's a decoy car, remember? Maybe yeah. the decoy car is what crashed. But people actually saw Diana and there's a quote no, from Diana. Fake. That that'd be oh, yeah, too what much was the to quote fake. from Diana again. She just she said like, like she oh looked over at Dodie, saw that he was dead, and then she said like, Oh my god, what happened? She said, My God, what's happened? Yeah, my God, what's happened? Yeah. To be specific, but that was since it. a lot of things, these stupid tabloid things that I found were like, find out what her last words were because we'd like to be morbid and horrible as possible. 
Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's no speculation as to them, like, faking their deaths or anything because it's too there obvious that she did There is speculation by Allie. Yeah, it's it by Allie, I guess. She but, just did it. like, legitimately, even conspiracy <laughs> theorists are like, there's enough <laughs> that they're dead. You're a bastard conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Not le- illegitimate. Anyway, Allie, do you think MI6 has killed people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For sure. We solved that mystery. (laughs) Cool, done. End of podcast. All right, Jackie, do you think Diana was murdered or was this an accident? No, Diana was definitely murdered. It was definitely, I mean, it was an accident in the way that, you know. It was a murderous accident. A murderous accident. I mean, (laughs) there's for sure, like, a lot of weird stuff going on. I think the most likely is um, not the MI6 stuff for sure, but I think... Just the royal family wanting to get her out of the way. I think that's honestly the best, the best one because it's like, what does MI six have in it? What does Dodie's father have in it? What does the, I don't know, the driver have in it? It's like, really, the only one that makes sense to me is that the royal family wanted her out of the way, and circum the circumstances of her death are just very weird. And I just have found from doing podcast stuff like this for so long <laughs> that. The more weird information out there, the more it seems like it, the true story isn't true. Because, like, a lot of cut and dry stories, it's like, this is what happened and we know what happened. But it's not really cut and dry with this. No. I mean, a lot of celebrity deaths are really cut and dry, but this one's, like, especially, like, there's a lot of information. Um, I, I mean, I'm having a hard time with this one, really. I feel like this is too shady for it not to be some kind of murder. But I'm not really following, like, any of, like, most of the theories, at least, that we talked about in this. They just seem too skimpy. Yeah. In order for it to work. The why is missing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is That's what's missing for me, too. Yeah. Except for the royal family, but then all the details are missing for them. Not They only have the why. Who did it, then? Because the queen didn't get in a car and shoot Diana herself. Exactly. And why would they involve MI6? You know, mm -hmm. it's just... So, like, I really think, like, just the the whole inquest itself even was total bullshit. Um, The whole Operation Pigeon Pageant. I saw somewhere that they said that the people who were doing the Operation Pageant were just sucking up to the royal family the whole time. Like, they're the type of people that are just going to take the royal family's side. So they denied everything that would incriminate anybody other than, like, some drivers or paparazzi. And, like, I don't know, it, it, it seems too suspicious for it to just be like, oh, yeah, she crashed a car and she's dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think she was murdered, but can I say how? No. <laughs> I have no idea. But who? Yeah. How, who? 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 We, we know what. Tell who me do, who. Who do you think murdered? I don't know. There's an owl in here. Tell me. Cam, what's your opinion well, I think, so, like, one of the most important things is I think if you can't answer the why, then that just makes everything extremely, extremely difficult. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's one of those things where, like, I look back to, um, like, when you're trying to figure out solutions to things, there's this old, like, five to nine whys that you ask. Where, like, you're like, Diana was murdered. She has why? Because the royal family wanted her dead. Why? Because she was causing trouble. Why? Because they had her children. But Why? Because she didn't want them to have the children. And that's where it falls apart for me. Because, like, it's it's like, why 
like she could have had the kids at any point in time. She often flew around being the playboy that she was because yeah. that's kind of how she lived her life. Her kids couldn't really be included by with that because she's going to see landmines, which is totally fine. She's rich. That's her prerogative. Yeah. Like she also, her kids that. weren't super young. Well, that's the thing is like, yeah, her kids were teenagers. Mm-hmm. So they, I mean, it's not like this happened like early in their lives. Like they definitely remember her at that point. So it's, so it's one of those things where I think like the why really makes this fall apart. I went into this like totally like after everything I had read beforehand, like before thinking about doing this episode, like everything over the last couple of years, like Royal family probably did it. But I think when you actually look into it, like it's almost like a Roswell thing all over again, where it's like, it was aliens. And then you read about it and you're like, it was just aluminum foil. <laughs> it wasn't aliens. Uh, but I think, I kind of think it was an accident. I don't think it was the driver's fault. And I don't think it... I, I'm not sure that I think it was intentional murder. What I do think is that the guy who owned the Fiat, the paparazzi guy, mm-hmm. I think him being a millionaire is fishy. But I have a feeling it's separate from this. And I... Well, my own theory is is he was driving or he had someone else in the car with him who was driving. He was trying to get a photo of her, so he chased her down, which is why they were still going so fast, because one of the paparazzi is still following them. So they are trying their best to get away. He flashes, blinds the driver, accidentally hits the car, or the driver, when he flashes, dips in, they run in right there, and then he overcorrects into a pole. Which, that all works if he's blind, he like lifts up his hand or whatever, just slightly overcorrects into their Fiat, Mm-hmm. then once you hit someone's car, you're going to overcorrect the other direction. Slams into a pole. The yeah. seatbelt being something that doesn't work is weird. But I mean, also, we're talking about an investigation that looked into the car after the crash, which the seatbelt's not necessarily going to work after the crash. They don't usually. Right. So <laughs> I can say that from experience. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's... I, I honestly, like, my theory is I think it was an accident, but I think it was the... What is his but name? I just think the guy, the paparazzi guy, is just James too suspicious Anderson. to, yeah. like, being a millionaire and also being accused of being an informant multiple times. That just makes me think, like, there's got to be, like, something weird about this mm-hmm. that we don't know. Yeah, if I go, if I go like, like, true conspiracy route, which I also like to include that usually, but if I go that route, then I think he was paid to do it. He was paid to kill her. Or to try and get the car to crash, mm-hmm. cause an accident, which they were expecting to kill her. Didn't kill her. Royal family gets a call. She's still alive. So they make sure that that doesn't happen. The doctor has them pull over the ambulance for low blood pressure. Puts the, like, tears part of her lung. Mm-hmm. And then they drive her to the hospital where she then dies. Because once you have a torn lung, you're not going to last very long. Yeah. So, and if he didn't tell anyone that was the issue until later then she dies because nobody knows what the mm-hmm. actual problem is. So if I go yeah. the conspiracy route, then that's the route I go. But I was totally ready to be like, royal lizard people killed her. Uh, but <laughs> she was I, harvested for lizard food. <laughs> but I legitimately think it might have actually been an accident. I think that the royal family was involved only because Dodie's dad was so adamant against them. And what's the point of that if he really didn't think that there was anything going on? For me, I think he blames himself for the death, honestly. Yeah. I think he I blames himself because it's everything was under his control, technically. It's everything he owned, literally, down to the security guy. Like, everything was owned by him. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in like indirectly. Yeah. So he wanted to it to be murder. So I think he's just. I think it's hard to deal with that kind of grief, where you are involved in that very distant way. Like he had nothing to do with it. It's not his fault, obviously, but you could easily blame yourself. I don't know. I was totally ready to be like murder, but I think now that I've seen everything else, I'm like, man. Boo! Interesting. I know. I know. I'm kind of booing myself on this one (laughs) because I I didn't want it to be murder. I'm not going to say that, but like I wanted it to be more interesting than a paparazzi being like flash, bam, into a hole. Did you like learning about it though? I did like learning about it. Like digging into the details is kind of more interesting than I expected it to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But. It's also relevant since her son yeah. is also having some shit now. Is, yeah, I think that I would be less leaning towards murder if I hadn't, if the whole like Megan thing hadn't been so recent, just because of like how racist they were against mm-hmm. her. I do want to leave uh, anyone listening with a with a question to think about, though. We didn't talk about it, and I don't feel like we should because the details are messy, but. Uh, I will say, this is not the only time someone close to Diana was killed while the royal family were involved. So, just for a fun thing to let everyone know, Prince Charles's best friend was also killed in a random avalanche that he managed to survive miraculously and very mysteriously. And he was also described in that case as having broken down crying like the Wait, public Charles never survived? Seen. Prince Charles survived the avalanche. Mm. His best friend did not. Mm. But they were the only two witnesses in this case. And he was, again, described as crying like the public's never seen, which is twice now that I've heard that description about him in two separate deaths that he was weirdly involved in, in a way. But I'll leave you with that. So let us know what you think. (laughs) Uh, If you think that the royal family killed her, if you think the royal family's lizard people, if you think that it was an accident... I mean, it could be a ton of things. What's your wild speculation? Yeah, let us know because people have had wild speculation about this since 1997 when she died. So, yeah. You can find us on the interwebs. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, We also have a newsletter that comes out every week with these episodes. So you can find that at tinyletter.com slash conspiracywhat. All of those are public also, so if you want to look at past episodes, you can find those there. And uh, there's a lot lot of books this time, so keep an eye out for our Goodreads, because there's some reading. Yeah. And if you like this episode and you've never listened to another one, we do have a whole bunch of others, including a bunch of others with all of our hosts. So we've got so many. Uh, It's not just Jackie, myself, and Allie. I mean, there's a lot of us. And we range in all kinds of different things. I guess, Jackie, you're just becoming the murdery host right now. Because that's kind of where... I'm becoming, like, famous person murder host. Yeah. Which I am totally down Celebrity for. murder host. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has anyone jo- done John Lennon yet? Nope. No. Jackie can do John Lennon. I haven't done John Lennon. We mentioned yeah. him in Catcher in the Rye, but yeah. that's the only one that we mentioned him in. But yeah, so if you want to listen to those other episodes, you'll find those other hosts there. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. I'm Cameron. I'm Allie. I'm Jackie. And for all of our other hosts, thank you so much for listening. And remember to always stay stitious. Don't let MI6 claim they've never murdered you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe MI6's claim. There if, you go. If you've been murdered by MI6, uh, let someone know.